This is Twenties Inspired. I am on a mission to design my twenties around happiness and purpose through learnings from personal experiences, <laughs> books, podcasts, articles, and talks. I hope to inspire you to live a more happy and fulfilling life, according to you. Welcome to 20s Inspired. I am Holly and this is episode number one. Thank you for tuning in. I am so excited to be starting the podcast. It has been in my mind for a little while now, so I'm so excited to get properly started. We are officially coming into February now. It is the first week of Feb which means that the new year is officially kicked off and the festivities are sort of over now. We're kind of just getting into the new year, which is the perfect time for the episode of talking about your environment. As I think when we're in Christmas and New Year's, that's sort of out the window and we don't really focus on routine and, you know, what's going on in our lives. It's sort of just getting through the festivities Now, a little bit of a, I'm going to do a bit of a weekly recap every week just to keep you guys in the loop, but what's been happening is I've just moved back to Sydney from Brisbane. I was based in Brisbane for two years and now officially back in my hometown, Sydney, which has been so good, just properly catching up with friends and family and really often as well, um, I would only come down to Sydney every six months so it's just been so good seeing everyone on a regular basis which is great but yeah classic Holly I am not going to be here for very long (laughs) I am already planning a trip to Sri Lanka which I will be doing semi-solo with I'm meeting people along the way but yeah parts of it which parts of it will be solo which is kind of scary but also really exciting keen to just put myself out there and see what happens but I will be taking the podcast with me and we'll be doing stuff on Instagram and maybe TikTok as well. Now to get into the episode I wanted to start with the topic of your environment as how you set yourself up will ultimately play a huge role in determining the outcome of your life and your happiness and your overall success in life. Your environment will really determine your ability to achieve your goals and might even determine what goals you choose to strive for in the first place, depending on whether you feel comfortable in your environment. I have definitely found in my life that when I have a very healthy and happy environment and I'm in the right one for myself, I am thriving in multiple areas of my life. So in my career, in my social life, at home, I feel happy and energized. Whereas when I'm just in the wrong environment for myself or maybe in an unhealthy environment, it really does have a big impact on different areas of my life. So yeah, this topic is really important to me. So I'll be talking a lot about 
success on my podcast. So I thought it was important to just give a little definition of what success is to me. So I don't think of success as how much money you have or how much money you make in your role. To me, success is being happy where you are, being happy where you work or being happy in your everyday life. So if you are doing a job that you are passionate about or you're doing a job where you love the people you work with, you love the lifestyle it allows you and you make money through that, that to me is success. So it's, of course, money is included in that because we do need money to get by, (laughs) of course, but it's not the goal. For me, the goal is to be really happy where I am and to be making money through that which I'm sure it is for a lot of people as well. So getting into the episode, this comes in perfect timing for the introduction of 2023, as I think we all take some time to reflect on what worked for us, you know, in the previous year and what perhaps wasn't serving us as well as we would have hoped. So what actually is your environment? Your environment is a psychological concept that explores how external factors in our lives can have a great impact on our internal selves, which is our well-being, our happiness and overall success. Now, to feel like we are thriving really does come down to our foundations and the environment which we have set up for ourselves. In his book, Not a Life Coach, James Smith perfectly little plug for this book. I absolutely love it. (laughs) James Smith perfectly links your environment to that of a plant. So if you think about a plant thriving in certain conditions, it will need the right amount of soil. It will need to exist in the right temperature and a few other factors like sunlight and water to thrive well. Now, if the plant is not blooming, we don't blame the plant. We don't look at it and go, you stupid plant, why aren't you growing? We look at its environment and we change its environment first. I love this analogy, so definitely check out his book. It's worth a read. So why don't we look at our environment when we're struggling to assess whether we are feeding ourselves the right ingredients to thrive, just like the plant? You know, why are we so quick to judge ourselves in life when we're struggling and not acknowledge that there may be other areas in our life which we can change because they're not working well for us. So casually, I went down a rabbit hole (laughs) researching what factors are included in our environment and it gets quite complex, so we're not going to dive into it that deep. I just want to focus on the aspects which I think we have a lot of control over in our 20s especially. If we narrow them down, we have our social environment. So this is the people you surround yourself with, your community, your tribe, your five closest people to you. Then we have your working environment. Do you have a healthy work life with encouraging colleagues? Are you happy where you work? And we also have your home environment. So this is where you live, geographically, of course, how you set yourself up at home and who you live with. So I mostly want to dive into the social aspects in these three, as I believe our social circles can have a massive impact on our abilities to reach our goals and overall happiness. Now, something that we do need to acknowledge 
is the psychological idea that we are products of the environment in which we have grown. Of course, I believe that our values are greatly influenced from how and where we have been brought up, but I also do think this idea can be really limiting. It definitely gives way to a fixed mindset of saying that because I was brought up this way, this is how I am now. Of course, acknowledging that people have very different upbringings, and for some this can be extremely difficult, I'm not trying to take away from that. However, I do believe that for a lot of us, we are creators of the environment in which we continue to grow in. Our environment growing up comes with challenges and can cultivate our beliefs about the world and our values, but we also do need to take responsibility of where we are moving. This is what I absolutely love about being in our 20s. It comes with such a freedom to control and change our environment to better suit our needs. We can now determine the trajectory of our lives, which is actually so exciting if you think about it. We can design our life. Now, before you come for me, (laughs) I say this for a lot of people, but not for all. I fully acknowledge that some of us are very privileged to even have the opportunity to make life changes with our best needs in mind. And I'm very grateful for that. But to those who do have freedom to control their life and almost design their life, this is for you. I am a criminal changer. My family and friends know me for trying new things and making seeming seemingly drastic life changes but I can't explain the difference that this has had on my well-being. Being able to recognize when I was not in a position that was serving me or helping me thrive and then making the decisions to change my environment even though they were the most difficult decisions has been the best thing for me. So a bit of a story time When Sydney went into lockdown in 2020, I think it was, the original lockdown, I was studying event management at a uni in Sydney and I was so excited for the uni experience, joining new clubs and making a new group of friends, that was really exciting to me. And then everything, of course, went into lockdown and it all went online and there was no human interaction involved. And we all experienced this. It sucked. (laughs) So following lockdown, I felt like I was in a rut, as I'm sure many of us did. I felt that I had lost my path and I was uninspired. It was time for me to change my environment and because I recognized that it wasn't serving me anymore. I left the degree I was studying. It was all just about writing essays on the history of events. And I was like, I think I would better suit just getting in and doing it. You know, practical learning, especially in a job like that. Not dissing the degree, but yeah, it was not for me. So I recognized that I was a little bit lost and I didn't know what I was doing. So I decided that I need a completely new environment. I need a big change. And even though I had really supportive friends and family, I still felt lost because I had a lack of purpose and passion in a working environment. So yeah, I needed something new. I needed um, a new environment. I needed to go discover what I was passionate about and come back and bring that 
into my social and home environment in Sydney. So I woke up one morning and decided to move to Brisbane. And this was on a complete whim. I had never been to Queensland before. But this was probably the best decision I have ever made. I completely changed my environment, which is a bit dramatic, but I learned so much. I could not imagine staying in the rut I was in, not meeting any new people and continuing with the same old when I wasn't really sure what I was even passionate about at that point. I had a lot to learn about myself and changing my environment was the best thing for me and best way to learn about a lot, to learn a lot about myself. So then I had full control over my social work and home environment. And this was so exciting to me. I got to experiment so much. It was like I had moved to a new city and I had the complete opportunity to design to design my life. I experimented quite a lot. I moved homes four times. I had three jobs and this was a lot of change, which I will dive into in another episode. But I ended up landing on the most incredible job for the most lovely company. And that never would have happened if I hadn't decided to take a bit of a leap. So my social environment changed quite a bit throughout the two years that I was there. And because I had started pretty much from scratch and knew no one, I was able to recognize the people that I was really gelling with and the people that maybe, you know, were going to be acquaintances, which is perfectly fine. But it was a great opportunity for me to be like, okay, who are my people here? Which was a really cool thing. So I really discovered who I gelled with socially, what kind of work I enjoyed and the kind of people I wanted to surround myself with the kind of home environment I needed to feel happy and comfortable at home. I really learned a lot about myself and my ideal ingredients, if you will, to see a thriving holly, you know, like a plant. So the story does go downhill a little bit. I got to the point where I just became really unwell. I had a lot of health issues um, and became quite homesick because of it. And I realized that living so far away from home wasn't serving me anymore. It wasn't the right environment for me anymore. So it was the most difficult decision I have ever made. But I decided to leave Brisbane and move back to Sydney to put my health first and change my environment for my health and get back on track. So the point of the story, which I was getting to, we got there eventually, is that if I hadn't changed my environment when I recognized that I needed to, I don't know what I would be doing, to be honest. I wouldn't have had the incredible experiences I did in both cases, in moving to Brisbane on a whim and in the end leaving Brisbane because my health just wasn't working for me. So changing both environments completely changed my life. And recognizing when your environment is no longer serving you is really important. And I think that was the best lesson that I have learned in the past couple of years. Quick disclaimer, this is not to say that when things get tough, you shouldn't follow through. There are, of course, times where we need to go through, you know, the storm to get through the clear skies. (laughs) So we can only really be grateful once we've been through more difficult times. 
You know, the same applies for relationships. When you go through difficulties and you get out and you get to the other side, it makes the relationship so much stronger. But here's my question. Once you have seen something through to a certain point, at what point have we earned the right to change our situation? To what point have we earned the right to change our environment, to leave? At what point in a relationship do we say that we've put in the work and it's just not working? Or in a friendship or in a career? I think this is an impossible question to answer and will be different for everyone and every individual situation. You know, whether they have something going on in their social life, whether they have something going on in their relationship, their health, All of these factors will determine your decision making. This will come down to the individual and to what extent their environment is or isn't working for them and the reason that it's not working for them. Now, I realize that these are huge changes to my environment and by no means am I saying that when things get hard, up and leave to a new city. (laughs) That is very dramatic. There are individual aspects that we can look at changing that can have a profound impact on your whole life, your well-being and your success in life. So it's not about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I'm pretty sure that's the right saying. I always get sayings wrong. So (laughs) apologies if that's not right. But it's about changing small aspects in your life to better your outcome to have a better environment to have something that works better for you so to get into the three we have number one your social environment so your social environment consists of the people you surround yourself with there is a saying that you are the product of the five closest people to you i love this saying and it is so true If your five closest friends are all party people, you will be the sixth. If your five closest friends are fitness fanatics, you will likely pick up on the energy whether you realize it or not. So our beliefs and values can be greatly influenced by the people that we choose to associate and spend our time with. So I think it's important to choose our social circles wisely. Now, of course, we can be our own people, And just because you're friends with, you know, a group of swimmers doesn't make you a swimmer. We can be individuals, but subconsciously, our social circles will play a huge role in how we feel about ourselves and the goals that we choose to strive for. Say, for example, that you are in a group of friends who really value having a six pack and it wasn't something that you would have considered before, but they've become your new friends you'll likely pick up on the energy and feel like maybe you should be going to the gym more. Maybe you should be, you know, eating chicken, broccoli and rice. (laughs) And not saying that that's not a good thing. It's just making sure that you are surrounding yourself with people that have similar values to you. It's not necessarily about the hobbies that they have. It's more about how they support you in the goals that you're choosing to strive for. So if your friends aren't supportive of you and perhaps they put you down, this can definitely hinder your ability to succeed and will also damage your overall happiness. Tall poppy syndrome plays a massive role in this. Tall poppy syndrome is highly recognized in Australian society. It comes from the idea that poppies are meant to grow together. 
So when one puppy gets too tall or it grows above the others, it's time to cut that puppy down to the same length as all the other puppies. So we see this a lot in society in Australia where if someone has a great success or if someone does really well in something, they often get cut down or just bullied or banter sometimes can go too far and it turns a bit into tall poppy syndrome. So yeah, I would just really recognize this and make sure that it's not a part of your social circles because it really does play a bad role on your environment. (laughs) So just making sure that your social circles are supportive of your goals and bring you up So say if you have an idea that you would like to go ahead with, if you wanted to start a project and your friends are supportive of you and want you to succeed, then you know you have a good social circle. Now, another big part of your social environment, and to be honest, this could be its own section, but relationships. So who you choose to partner up with, your significant other, will have a massive impact on your environment, as I'm sure you can imagine. So I think personally making sure that the person that you are committing to, you just have the same values, you have the same lifestyle, you want the same, you have the same preferred environment. I think that's really important before you go into a relationship with someone or to just assess your relationship along the way. You know, is this, are we bringing each other up or are we taking away from each other? One of my best friends had a, which is really common, a really toxic relationship and it really affected his whole environment, the way that he performed in a work sense, in his friendship groups, he started distancing himself from us and it really did take a massive It had a massive impact on him as a person, um, which was just one change to his environment. So yeah, it is is quite prevalent. Um, And I think we've all known someone who has been through a toxic relationship and can see how much it does affect your environment. So yeah, just making sure you are aligned in um, different areas of your life and that you want the same things. So moving into number two, we have your work environment. Workplace culture will have a massive impact on your ability to succeed as an employee. So Steve Bartlett in his book, Happy Sexy Millionaire, also amazing book, he attributes his success to his incredible work culture and having colleagues that all brought each other up and wanted each other to succeed. This man is extremely successful in every business that he has started and he really does talk about the people that he surrounded himself with, his work colleagues. You know, if he he was saying that if he was in an environment that if he was in an environment that didn't support him, him or wasn't happy for his successes even at work, it really would have affected his ability to succeed. So it's really interesting the role that workplace culture can have on us. In the last role I had, the workplace culture was absolutely incredible. I could not speak of them more highly. I started in the company as an intern. I was brand new to sales and event planning, which was what it was in. And 
I truly believe that it was down to the incredibly supportive culture that actually allowed me to grow and to be happy in the role and to be feel like I was doing really well. So having supportive colleagues and managers that want you to succeed will play a huge role in individual success and your happiness in the company. This one is actually really hard to control as we can't dictate who we work with. We can't walk into an office and say, I don't want to work with you, you and you. That would make us the assholes. But entering a company that you know values workplace culture is a great way to start. Just ensuring that their employees have best interests at heart. So things that you can look out for is if the company has um, any initiatives Like, for example, the company that I was with did a run club and they did a bunch of health initiatives. They did barbecues. They did events to just bring the company together and bring the community together and celebrate each other. And it was really, really lovely. And it just made working there so much more enjoyable. So things that you can look out for are initiatives. You can also ask in the job interview about their values Um, and if workplace culture is important to them and what the culture's like, how they have enjoyed their experience working at the company. And by their response, you can get a feel for whether it's a big part of the company or not. Obviously, no one's going to say, oh, no, we don't care about workplace culture, but it's just getting the feel for the company and understanding their values and making sure you're aligned. Now, the lifestyle that your workplace allows for is also a really important part of the environment. So, for example, are you doing nine to five? Does that mean that you get to go to the gym in the morning and then see a friend in the afternoon or you have your weekends off or do you love your days and you want to work the nights so you can have your days and go to the beach or whatever you like to do in the day and then work at night? So it's making sure as well that Your workplace fits in with the life that you want to live. Now, I know this sounds really ridiculous because a lot of us just go for jobs and we get what we can get. And I think when you're an intern and when you're starting out, of course, you do just have to sometimes go for the role that you get. But there does come a point where we can decide, we can pick and choose and go, okay, this is what I liked about this company this is what I liked about working these sorts of hours this is the lifestyle that I want it's so those sorts of things that you just want to build up in your brain just so you can actually design the life you want now we also have your home environment which comes down to the people that you live with so let's talk about roommates (laughs) because this is very important There is a difference between friends and roommates. There is also the in-between or you can have both, which is lovely. But I think just making sure before you move in with someone, before you share your home environment with someone, because it's a precious little space, you know, it's your space. Before you share that with someone, just making sure that they live similarly to you. So, for example, if they are a big going out person, and say you're a 5am gym goer, maybe it's not the best. Just making sure that you have those sorts of conversations so you know what you're getting into. That's the only thing. And also just making sure that they are a good person. It sounds silly, but just do it. 
The moral of the roommate story is that you want to feel really comfortable in your home environment. That is where you come to de-stress. It's where you wake up in the morning, you have your morning routine and you want it to be a relaxing space for you. You don't want to feel unwelcome at home or you don't want to be annoyed all the time or I think it's just making sure that yeah you're living with the right person for you. So even if they are your best friend, just making sure that you're living, you're choosing the right person to live with, not necessarily to be best friends with. So another thing in your home environment is your space and how you set your space up. So a clean space, at least for me, definitely boosts my happiness, helps me start my day off well. Pretty much any inspirational book you read discovers discusses making your bed in the morning. Now I will be the first one to admit that I was a chronically late person and making my bed in the morning was not on the top of my priorities list but I've really implemented it in the last couple of months every single day it's the first thing I do and it actually really has helped just it keeps my mind a little bit more clean Um, so that's an obvious one which I think we all know but it slips it slips (laughs) so the point of all of this is to put weight on the importance of your environment to ensure for a happy and healthy you so all of these aspects your social environment your circles your work environment the lifestyle it gives you your work circles and your home environment all will play a huge role on how you go about your day, how you feel about yourself, whether you're able to achieve your goals. So it all applies into whether you're setting yourself up well to succeed or some things can just be taken away. So I think it's really important to just sit down with yourself and to just assess your environment and just go, okay, is this bringing me up? Is what I'm putting myself in is... Are my surroundings helping me to succeed or are they taking away? You know, am I feeling drained at the end of the day? And why is that? Is it just a difficult day or was there something in the environment that wasn't quite right? So obviously not every day is going to be a good day. And of course, having a good environment won't necessarily mean that you're happy or you're thriving, but it does really help. And I've definitely found that. So I think, yeah, just a good reflection on how your environment is going for you is the best way to go about it. And with that, that is a wrap on today's episode. I hope you got something out of it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I have absolutely loved chatting to you and would love to hear from you too. My Instagram is 20s inspired, just one word or lowercase. If you want to shoot me a message, I would love to hear your thoughts, feedback on the episode. If you'd also like to rate and leave a review and chuck us a follow on wherever you get your podcasts, that would be fabulous. Until next time, thanks guys.